This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. We really hadn't had a whole lot of four-on-threes going, but at at the same time, you have more ice to work with. But it's just generating the quality shots. And, you know, the big thing is uh, that shot that gets through usually causes causes chaos and scrambles. And it's like we can't get them them there uh, enough. So it's just something we're going to have to... You know, continue to harp on and make sure that we find a way. You look at their goal. I mean, it, they just found a lane and Kreider at the net front tipped it in. And said, sometimes you got to find a way to get those pucks to that to the net, and then we'll let the chaos kind of happen from there. Associate coach Scott Arneal talking about the three-two overtime loss last night to the New York Rangers. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth, Jim, how you doing? Good day, sir. I'm doing well, yeah. I'm doing was, fine. Uh, you know what? Last night was one of those games that I kind of adore. Like, I'm like everybody else. I like 5-4, yeah. 6-4 games, lots of goals. But that back and forth, 5-on-5 five five hockey, I really mm-hmm. – and, and the power play, like we talked yesterday, this seems like a game that's going to be 2-1 or 3-2, and it's going to come down to whose power play scores. Listen, we got a text message here from Fraser, 204-780-6868. I don't think he agrees with you, Jim. He says, oh. Cam and Jim, stop sugarcoating this team. Power play, which is god-awful. Nobody will stand in front of the net. Everyone's on the perimeter. Shifley, no shots, no attempts. Brutal shot, shootout attempt on Saturday. Montreal fans got into his head. Forwards last night, out hit 18-5 to in their own rink. Stupid, unnecessary penalty with six minutes remaining. Yes, it's early, but this trend has to stop. That one from Frazier. I got to say to that, Jim, are you, are you, uh, your previous comments before I read that text message, are you just sugarcoating things? Uh, well, Fraser, all that went wrong and they went to 25 seconds left in overtime with the New York Rangers who've now won five in a row. So if they're that swept awful, if they're that awful, um, and the New York Rangers just swept a road trip through the West, um, then think of what they could do if they could just fix one or two of those things. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to dance around. I don't think they're that terrible. No, I, I don't think I'm so either. I'm pretty impressed with how they're playing. They're th- we're going to get to that. I want to ask you because the month of October, the Jets don't have any more games in October. They're going to be in Vegas on Thursday. We'll get After 12.30, we'll get your grade on on how f- the month of October went for you and and, okay. and, and, and the Winnipeg Jets. But um, I don't think you can run away from the power play and the penalty kill. I mean, that was the difference in that game yesterday. I thought the Jets played dang good. They held the Rangers to one goal, five on five. They scored twice, five on five, which has been a difficult thing to do over the first, uh, uh, you know, start to the season for the for the New York Rangers. That's a good thing. How well they played five on five, but you got a PK that's allowed eight goals in the last. I mean, uh, has been scored on eight time uh, every. Got to resay that a PK that uh, in their first nine games has uh, eight of those nine games they've been scored on on the penalty kill and a power play that's 0 for 17 at this point. And, you know, that overtime, four on three, was an that needs to be played over and over and over again because that is an exact reason why the power play right now at this point is not working. It was cycle, 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 choreograph, easy to read shot. Shesterkin swallowed up every puck. Yeah. Um, they needed to go after the net. They had to attack and they had to use that space. Um, but it was it was just very clear that 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 power play to me, barring a perfect shot by Josh Morrissey or 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 Mark Shifley or or Kyle Connor, it was to me like, well, listen, this 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 thing isn't very threatening, and it didn't look very threatening to me. 
No, it didn't. And and that's that's the thing they can't get away from. The one thing I'll say is this is a team that has quite often lived and died on the power play because over the years, because their five on five play wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Their five on five play is very, very good. Absolutely. Power plays will start clicking. It's not good. I'm not trying to, as Fraser said, sugarcoat anything. It could have won them two games by now. Maybe three if you had in Calgary. Oh God, you get a goal on the power play, or you keep one out. Oh, Even yeah. on the penalty kill, you got two you got two more wins at least. Yeah. Now I watched the New York Rangers power play, which is one of the deadliest. They just shut down the Detroit power play, which is one of the deadliest. Um and and they just are there, right? It seems like the Jets are looking for things and the New York Rangers are just there. Like whatever they're going, wherever they're putting mm-hmm. it, that it's there and and have a shot and you need some saves. But yeah, like the power play could have won some games this year. But to me, that's going to come, right? Like, like, do we think we'll be? I hope so. Well, do you think we'll be in February and the power play will be five for forty-seven? No, I think it's going to it's going to start getting some more. Um, it's it's actually good that this is happening early on. I think every power play in the league goes through a bad stretch. I, you know, I I can't look into the future and say that it's going to be. Uh, but, it's going to eventually get lights out. I, I to, don't know. To Fraser's point, um, Cole Perfetti, who's an excellent talker, I love listening to him hear the yeah. game or speak. The game was on the post game show here on six eighty CGOB last night. He mentioned that, like, we got to get a greasy one. We got to go to the net. We got to bang away. Scott O'Neill talked about that, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's going to come, but you have to go to those areas. Um, I, I like what Con- Kyle Connor started to do in coming across the crease. Like, he gets yeah. it on the side, and then he just. Sort of because if you get a move a goalie moving um, laterally, then you can, might find a corner or something. But somebody's yeah. got to be there for the rebound. <laughs> they, yeah, and and that's what you know. Gabe Velarde was. That's what I was really looking forward to. And and I follow you know on that. So it needs some. It needs something. Uh, they moved Perfetti up there, so I thought it was better. I thought it looked better. Yeah, uh, Ehlers I, I get, was on the second I, one. I get what they were trying to do by bringing Perfetti in there. You know, yeah. get him, get him to create some more space with his passing and stuff like that. Now I the, get it. The penalty kill is different because it seems like every team is just collapsing four, and if you can pick a corner, pick a corner. Like it, it doesn't seem like they're challenging up high. Um, like I've watched a couple penalty kills now, not just the Jets, and it seems to be the new wave this year that. There's not a lot of pressure on the point. There's just sort of collapse. And so lack that's of what a, the, the, there's the a lack Rangers of, were doing last yeah, there's night, an, right? There's a lack of aggression. Yes. Well, I mean, on the five on three, they just parked themselves in front of the net and said, you keep, sh- sh- you know, we'll give you the cor- we'll give you the side. Yeah, like if you can pick a corner. And, and I mean, I get why the Rangers are doing it. Yeah. And I get why the Jets are doing it. Look at their goalies. Yeah. Look at that goalie battle last night. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I love a 6-4 game. I, I love a 5-3 game with eight goals in it, of course. But a back-to-back 2-2 game in overtime like that, I re- that's classic hockey to me. Mm-hmm. So I really liked watching that game last night. I was highly entertained. It did, It was like a playoff game because you knew that once you got past the 10-minute mark, whoever took a penalty was going to pay, Yeah, and the Rangers made them pay. The hit from Dylan is fine with me, the penalty, if that's the standard. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not the standard. He did leave his feet, so it's two minutes. That's, I, I'm okay with that. But the, the question, problem I yeah. have is guys get – and the Jets – Perfetti, Kyle Connor last year, Morrissey over the years in New Jersey get absolutely hammered into the board's head first and nothing. 
you know, listen, I'd have a bigger problem with the Dylan one if they didn't get the, I mean, Appleton just fell. That wasn't, that wasn't a trip. Well, yeah. Oh, and, and so, same, like, I, like that's what I mean. The, yeah. Like you could go with that goal should have gone in on Connor Helbuck where he reached yeah. back and prevented Zimitijad from getting to yeah. it. But then Shosturkin had one of those too. It was pretty even. Like there's a, if that, if that Dylan call was bad, which I don't think it was, um, then the one on Appleton was bad, right? Like I, I can see that. So it was a back and forth game. It, it just, to me, was like a playoff game where, Whoever makes the most mistakes, i.e. takes the most penalties, was going to pay. And the goaltending battle was outstanding. I, I The overtime goal I get, like I, I thought Kyle Connor should have stuck a little bit more on Zabinijad, but how do you not come to the middle when Panarin's coming down? Like free in the middle. So that's just a great play. Um, I, all in all, they got a point. Look, these are the games. I keep going back to that Calgary one. You needed to get a point out of that Calgary game. The, the mistake on the on the icing and the loss of face-off and losing of your man. Yeah. But to Fraser's point, I'm not sugarcoating anything, Fraser. We point out their struggles. We just talked about it for the last 10 minutes, what they're struggling with. And all that being said, they're 4-3-2 and two and third in the Central Division with 10 points. That That's where they are right now. I mean, that's... After October, if I'd said, okay, we're, we're, let's go to October 2nd, you know what I mean? And we're just say, okay, by the end of this month, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be third place in the Central Given the fact, of course, look at look at the two teams ahead of them, Dallas and Colorado. There's no surprise there, and I and I had a belief that the Winnipeg Jets could be in this spot, and they are. And I and I think at this point, are is there room to improve? No doubt about it. Oh yeah. It, it, does the power play need to be better? Yeah. Does the penalty kill need to you know have a few more clean sheets than one over their first nine games? Absolutely. But this this team is far from uh, you know. Uh, being in a, in a god awful or, or 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 anything like that, that's just that's just not the case. They're in the exact same spot they were at the end of October last year. Yeah, and we all know how October, November, December went. January, they're first place in the West. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again. We all know. I'm not ignoring the fact that the wheels fell off for three months and they barely got in. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, look at this lineup and the trades and the moves that were made, and it's in the same place as it was last year. So I don't think this is – they have less skill and they have more depth. And what have we been talking about all yeah. summer? Is that Once the moves were made, Dubois and Wheeler, is this going to lead to more wins? Can more defensive, better five-on-five five play lead to more wins for this team? And so far, it's equaled them. Yeah, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. And one final point, Kelly yeah. Moore made this on the post game. He would be more concerned about if the five on five play wasn't good. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said, like, he goes, power plays, penalty kills, they'll come around. You can you can fix those, you can tweak those, and no power play goes months. Like I'm talking months, and it's only one month in, but it sucks right now. It's it's a lot. It's not very good. If you're if you're a coach. And you say we got to fix five on five player. You got to fix the penalty kill or the power yes. play. What's easier? It's, I mean, it's, it's the power play. Yeah. yeah, it's way easier for sure. So I mean, if they can keep this five on five play, and they're going to have to, like they go to Vegas again. Somebody said that last night when I said I put out the score and what happened, and, and they go to Vegas on Thursday, and somebody goes Vegas on Thursday. This schedule sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like they play Vegas again. Vegas is nine zero and one. Yeah. And it's, out, it's a good challenge, Jim. Yes, it's, and then they go to Arizona. But and, but and here's St. Louis, the thing: St. Louis later on. Like if they can get points out of Vegas, great. If they can get points from Dallas, Colorado, great. Dallas is coming up too. But you have to get the points from Montreal. You have to get the points from St. Louis. You have to get the points from Arizona on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yep. These are the games that 
you went toe-to-toe with the New York Rangers, and you got a point. I know it's about winning. I'm all about that. Yep. They could have won if they got a power play. I'll ask you how many points they need to get on this road trip. Vegas, Arizona, St. Louis. We'll get into that after 1230. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Got lots of time for your guys' text messages as well. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Please text the show. Uh, lots to get to as well. We'll grade the month of October for the Winnipeg Jets. Can we talk about the Wheeler thing too? Yeah. Yeah. I just, we, we, got, we got to talk about that. We could, whatever you think of Blake Wheeler, all you had to do was look at his face and see him tear up. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Like it just, we, we pick apart it to the end. He cared. That's the bottom line. He cared too much and it was detrimental in some aspects for sure. But he cared and loved this team and city. You know what? If I have a weakness, Jim. It's sometimes I love too much. You know what? I've heard that about you. Yeah. And too around. hard. It gets a l- I've heard you love... I love really too hard. much, and I love too hard. We'll be right back. <laughs> hard lover. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Uh, this from uh, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. He told the NHL Network uh, on the radio that Gary Bettman has been, contact, uh, been in contact with Marty Walsh of the PA to get the neck guard issue on the radar uh, Bill Daly says the NHL is strongly recommending the use of neck guards uh, following the uh, accident uh, that took the life of Adam Johnson in the UK League. What do you think of that, Jim? I think it's bang on. Look, when players started getting to the NHL, uh, the reason the visor was grandfathered in yeah. is because they were taking it off their whole lives. There's nobody other league that didn't have them. I think the neck guard's the same. I'm told it's to U18 here in the province. Hockey Manitoba, yeah. Peter Woods told me that. Same for high school players. So at nineteen twenty, just keep it on. Like yeah, this, it just it, this just can't happen again. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on six eight CJOB. Welcome back to the show. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Winnipeg Jets falling three two in overtime to the New York Rangers uh, last night. Uh, road trip coming up for the Jets. A couple of Central Division games as well as against the nine zero and one. Vegas Golden Knights, uh, their 19 points is the most in NHL history by defending Stanley Cup champion through 10 games. So they're off to a flying start, and the Winnipeg Jets are going to have their hands full. There's uh, two things that surprised me in the standings. Sorry. I had no I had no other point. 8-0-1 are the Boston Bruins. They haven't lost in regulation yet. That's surprising. And look who they – No, look, no Patrice Bergeron. No Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? So that it's, surprises me. And the Golden Knights at 9-0-1, I, I don't know why. It's because like, they play the same fashion as the Jets. It's because they have a patra on the team, which is the, probably the actual pronunciation of my name if my family didn't anglicize it. Matthew Poitras. Matthew Patra. Poitras. I saw it. It's I, the reason why they're doing so well. I it's did. because they finally started to get stock with this last name, and they're starting to reap the rewards. I've been saying this for years. Every team needs a Poitras on it. Every I, team needs a Patois. I picked him up in my fantasy league because you can keep a rookie as an extra forward yeah. in your keeper league. And then I dumped him. And then Big I picked mistake. him up again because nobody touched him. Big mistake. And I picked him up again, and I'm like, these Poitrases are changing my life. <laughs> you can't get away they're from everywhere, and here's, they're changing my life. And here's another amazing thing. See, my mother's maiden name, Hofer, Joel Hofer, Manitoban, goaltender yes. for the St. Louis Blues. They're a parent. So now there's a Hofer and a Poitras in the National Hockey League. 
I don't see any totes or whatever your mom's. Well, there's a Civ goalie named to- No offense to him. I apologize. You can't Vancouver say that. Vancouver organization. You can't yeah. say that. I don't think he's going to make it. So I'm just saying they might have something to do with it. Um, 204-780. My, my riches come from my mother's side, which is. The Reynolds. The Longs and the Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. The Reynolds families. Yeah. Where um, Auntie Tammy, who lives in New York now, takes care of all of Ryan's stuff. Yeah. To which my mom calls and says, do you know what Ryan's doing? Tammy said he donated another $30 million. Well, I'm doing Movember, Mom, so <laughs> we all do our part. Everyone's got to, hey, you know what? Chipping away. I'm chipping away. Chipping away. 204 780 Chipping away. 204-780. If I could get Ryan Reynolds on my Movember, then I'd be chipping then away. Then you'd be finally yeah. starting to chip away. Just return a call, man. Jeez, I don't understand. So it's like, busy. It's ridiculous. Uh, 204-780. What's your grade for the Winnipeg Jets over the month of October? I'll give you mine first. I say okay. C+. Plus. And I would say it would be a B or a B plus if the PP uh, and the PK was working. Um, at the moment here, but I think a C plus is a really good spot. I think it's a good spot for him. Well, C plus is B minus is what I got through high school with. So <laughs> I lived on C plus. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere. C plus is that's, that's like <laughs> C plus is like seventy eight percent. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's where I, I love seventy eight percent. What's wrong with seventy eight? Once in a while, you're working in eighty one, and you're like, hey, you know what? In the you 80s. Know, it makes that sixty one not look yeah. too bad. Yeah, Dad, I got it in the eighties, high eighties. No. Keep working. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, C plus, yeah. I, I, You know what? I would I would say a B minus if they'd gotten, like, like I didn't, they got the point in Montreal. They got the point last night. Yeah. They got a win in either one of those games, especially the Montreal one being up 3-1. Um, but I really like their five-on-five play. I think the, the penalty kill and the power play need work and, and need improving. But I do think you can fix those and get those working. Um, so I'll give them a C plus two. Like, I like that. I was going to go B minus if they'd had a win or two more, like pulled out even an overtime win in the past two mm-hmm. games, they'd have 11 points in nine games. And, and, but overall, yeah, C plus. I like that. I like the way they're playing camp. Yeah. I, I, they I have do. to play this way. And again, the age old question from training camp, if they continue to play this way, uh, predominantly and consistently for the 82 games or whatever's left now, the 71 games, or 73 games, sorry. I think that they this will equal at least the same amount of wins or enough to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But they have to play this way. And the reason I like it, Cam, is Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck was great for the third game in a row last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many breakaways has he stopped in the last three games? It's been two a game minimum. It's been constant. And I'm tell- talking high-end, not partial breaks down the wing, right down the middle breakaways. Yeah. Like these are the kind that you pray for. <laughs> yeah, that's... If I could just get a bounce, I could end this slump and you get a breakaway right down the middle. But so he stopped those. If you play this five on five much better and you have Connor Hellebuck, I don't know how it doesn't lead to just as many or more wins than when you're playing that, trying to score off the rush, high event hockey, giving up a lot, but trying to get a lot. Um, I, I think this will equal more wins. When you look at the upcoming schedule and you look at who the Winnipeg Jets have coming up again, Vegas on Thursday, uh, followed by Arizona on Saturday, and then the following week, Tuesday against St. Louis. W- what do you think is a good point total the, the Jets have to have to pull out? Of? I think it's got to be five, I think, is really good, but that might be stretching it a little bit. But I think four, I think you got to pick up two wins or... Uh, no, I think you got to win two. You got to win two of these games, and if you can take Vegas to overtime and and see what happens, I I 
I, I don't care how you success. do it, but you got to get four points. Four out of six uh, is what's on this road. You can. I don't care how you do. You get two wins in in Arizona and St. Louis. You could get a win in Vegas and a tie somewhere else. And mm-hmm. anything above four points, I think, is great. Um, but I, I think, and I think they can get five. I think they can. I don't know about Vegas, but I think they should. You know, Arizona's no joke either, right? Like Arizona's the fruit, the young talent they have is starting to pay off a little bit. They're four and four. They're a five hundred team. They got eight points in eight games. Um, and they're two and one at home. So, but this is a team again, your style should get to it. So you're not going to win every game against teams. You should, but I think you should beat St. Louis again and Arizona and you get what you can in Vegas. So, yep. Two I mean, f- Vegas went to a shootout with Montreal last night. Yeah. Just squeaking That's out. That's what I'm impressed with their nine on one start. It's not like they're dominating. It's just, they're, they're obviously a championship caliber team. That's getting the points. They're finding ways to win. 204-780-6868. I, I love this text message. I have to read it. Uh, this texter says scenario way Wheeler put on waivers. Do the jets pick him up? Oh no, I don't think so. He's not going on waivers. No, he's not. Well, he's not going on waivers, but I don't think they pick him up either. Look, I, I did want to touch on that, but so I, I don't ignore, um, and neither does Blake. He addressed it yesterday. I think I showed Lowry, you know, things not to do as a captain. Yeah, yeah. The reason I have a lot of time for Blake Wheeler is, and Paul Edmonds told this story in the pregame, and he told me this when they came off this road trip where this happened. Years ago in another life, um, Trevor Kidd was doing color, filling in with Paul Edmonds on games on, our, on the radio station. Yes. And they went on a road trip. And they got back, and I ran into Trevor Kidd at a game. At, at the game, I was sitting in the press box. And Paul had told me, he goes, you should not, you should talk to Trevor, but Trevor had some great insight. And he sat beside me, I go, how was the road trip? And he goes, um, have you been to many practices lately? And I said, no, I get to like maybe one or two a month just mm-hmm. to check in and see what's going on, on whenever I have time. And he said, I was blown away by Blake Wheeler. And so... He went on to say what he told Paul. They were on the road. He got called in because um, I think Brian Munns was ill. So he got called in to do some color on the radio. This is a former NHL goalie of over 10 years. Went to a practice on the road somewhere on an off day. And he looked at Paul and all the other media and he said, does Blake Wheeler practice like this all the time? And Paul and the rest of the media said, oh, yeah. And he said, I've never seen this in my entire career. A guy that practices this hard on an off day on the road. Mm. And it just speaks to how he would set the pace, the tone. He never took a night off. He never took a practice off. His issues as captain and trying to force everybody and pull him into the fight and be his way are well known, and it wasn't working, and it caused some conflict at the end. But over the 12 years, he cared is what I can say. It came out sometimes in the wrong way, especially in the media, but no one cared more about winning and wanting to win here than Blake Wheeler. So when that ceremony happened last night in the intermission and he teared up. That's all I can say about him is, is um, all of his deficiencies in that there was a lot more good than bad and that he cared that much. And you want players that care that much. And I think if you go back to that series in Vegas, like again, I'm sorry, he had six points in five games in the playoffs. Yeah. We can go through the lineup who needed to show up like he did. He got the lone goal in that game five or set it up. Sorry, got yeah. the assist because even though it was whatever, nothing, and there's only a couple of minutes left, he was still fighting and scratching and crawling. And that's why people say I'm a Wheeler defender. I'm not. I'm well aware of his deficiencies as much as his positive, positive mm-hmm. stuff. 
But I'll, as I said yesterday, I'll take a guy who cares too much a hundred times out of a hundred over a guy that doesn't care enough. I think all you need to know about Blake Wheeler and what the community and the team and the organization meant to him during his time here, and I think obviously, as as shown yesterday, still do, is his whole family was here. All of his kids, his wife, they all made the trip uh, to Winnipeg. I mean, they pulled the kids out of school. I mean, I, I think he's got some. When his son, Louie, got to do a sleepover at his at his buddy's house, yeah. they said on the broadcast last night. And I just, like, that warms my heart because we all know at that age when you move how tough that is. It's difficult. Change schools yeah. and all you they, miss your friends. All those kids and, knew was Winnipeg. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that they lived in the States during the off season, but. But that being said, as I said yesterday too, it was more than time. Yeah. It was time for him to go. He's gone. Uh, 12 years they'll go down, they'll raise his rafter, it is what it is. But I do believe at this stage, for him and the team, it's better off this way that he's gone. And and I think that's why they're off to a, a pretty good start as well. 204-780-6868. On this road trip after Vegas, Saturday, Arizona, they just put an eight spot up on the Blackhawks. A high-powered offense, Arizona Coyotes, or Jim, just a, just a momentary... Uh... No, no, I think they can... I think they can do some stuff offensively. You think so? I don't think they're very good defensively. But um, some of this talent and uh, that they've been accumulating and waiting on is pretty good. Well, they better start showing up. I think Clayton Keller is one of the best players in the league. Young, up-and-coming stud players. And he's not young anymore. He's been around for a while. Um, you know a team that needs to start getting their... Logan their- Cooley is... Oh, yeah. He Bedard's going to win the Calder, but he'll yeah. be in there as a finalist. Do you know what team needs to start putting some wins together? It's the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, and how much? See, three, four, and two to start the year. They got to start putting some wins together because it's like, okay, guys, you've been retooling, reworking this thing for a while here. And I, I give, I have more patience. I, I the Buffalo Sabers are four and five. I, I'm perhaps they aren't as ready as many thought. I definitely thought. But the Columbus Blue Jackets, it's it's time to either bleep or get off the pot here for them. Well, they got to figure this thing out. Let me ask you, who has a brighter future right now, Columbus or Arizona? Um, like if we're looking how far into the future, like just three years? over the next two to three years, who gets into the playoffs? Who I, I I think Arizona probably. Now the injuries in Columbus once again. You know, you're out with Line A because of that hit by Ransky gets taken off again early. I'm not I think he might be back by now. Um No, yeah, Ruinsky's back. Yeah. But their goalies are Merzlikens and Spencer Martin. Okay, well there you go. I just their defense looks solid, but I don't know. I just it's just there's there's constantly They went out and got Severson to a big contract. Uh, they made some their defense looks like they went out and got Provolov. Yeah, I, I they made they're constantly making moves and stuff like that. But it's some sometime I know they had there's a distraction. I was gonna point to the Mike Babcock situation. Pascal Vincent takes over, former uh, of course uh, coach with the with the Jets, coach head coach of the Moose. Uh, you know, that's gonna be kind of pointed to, you know, it was, you know, upheaval and all that. But listen, you guys gotta go out there and play hockey. I don't think the messages are going to be all that different. Adam um, Fantilli and Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, Boone Jenner. I'll take some of the, uh, those guys over their Arizona lineup. However, like when's it going to happen? I'm waiting. Eventually it's got to start to you come together. You know what together. I don't like about Columbus? I don't like them at all, actually. I don't have any problem with Johnny the Johnny Gaudreau goes there to sort of be closer to home but not at home and live in and, and a minute. He, he doesn't want to be, you know, what he was going through in Calgary. I don't like that. I don't like a player who goes to some place to hide when you're in the National Hockey League. He's got four four assists over the first nine games. 
That's it. Like you should go somewhere that you want to win and you want to live. And it, I get it. It doesn't have to be in that order anymore. A lot of them are going where I want to live and then I want a chance to win. But I, I don't know. Like I'm, and then Arizona's playing in this college rank. <laughs> they they pound Chicago eight nothing, eight but one. they work eight one. I tell you, they work hard. Yeah, well, that's what they're going to have to do. 204-780-6860. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Get to your guys' text messages, 204-780-6868. 204-780-68. Hey, and... Uh, Not only the eight goals, but two Gordie Howe hat tricks last night. Oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, Jack McBain and Liam O'Brien both had a goal and assist and a fisticuffs. Well, I like to see that. There's one Winnipeg Jet uh, prospect over his first eight games off to a torrid start. Down south, I'll tell you who that is. When we By come the back. way, uh, when I was your age and had Halloween, shout at the devil. Motley Crue scared me on Halloween. I don't know what to say to that. Well, just creepy. It was their symbols and the shouting at the devil. So you're my age, like 32? Oh, I thought you were like eight. We'll be Sorry. Right we'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Now, I can't forget this. I met uh, Ryan at a social for my buddy over uh, the weekend on Saturday. And I was supposed to give him a shout-out during yesterday's show, and I forgot. So shout-out to Ryan and the Diamond View Developments Group. And you guys out there, you're doing some great stuff. So there you go. What does Diamond View do? Develop land, like? They do developments. They do do developments. (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot here. (laughs) <laughs> That's the Diamond Development. Ryan at Diamond View Developments. That's it, man. That's all you need to know. Thanks for listening, Ryan. Thanks for listening, Ryan. Appreciate you. You're the you. one. We appreciate Appreciate it. you forcing everybody in the office to listen to us, is what he told me anyway. So you please. think somebody's there going, oh, Ryan's turning that. God, that noon that on idiot, again. those idiots. Just yeah. now, he's never going to. Anyways. But, well, Ryan's uh, the boss. You can't say anything. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Uh, 204-780-6868. Rutger McGrory, the U of W, uh, U of M, Michigan Wolverines, Big Ten, 8-0 to start. Uh, Rucker McGordy, uh over the first eight games there's got five goal, ten assists, fifteen points. Uh, great start for Rucker McGordy in the Big Ten. He's on. He's on a heater. He's on a big heater. Um, yeah, just wanted to make sure mention that. Two hundred four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Dom says special teams wins games in this league right now. Uh, we are terrible at it. Also, they can make the difference of making the playoffs. Yep, yep. You lose points on the board. Uh, in the standings, that could definitely 100% affect the playoffs. This texture says, will the Jets be able, uh, would be ahead of the Oilers at the end of the year? I think they will be because of depth and goaltending. You think that uh, the Jets are going to finish ahead of the Oilers? I do think, like I had them as a as third place or the first wild card. I do think they have a legitimate shot at third in the division this year. So, Do you think that the Oilers are going to finish ahead of them in the standings? I don't I don't know what's going on in Edmonton. I don't. I, um, I, look, they have this new defensive system everyone's talked about if you follow the Oilers. And if they switch back, are they better off? It's just a matter of if they are or if they're not. I don't know. but um, It's eight games in. They got five points, two, five, and one. Um Minus 10 goal differential. McDavid's going to be back. Just, things could change. There's no doubt. Things could change. Don't they change. remind you of the Jets? Remember the Jets were supposed to win the Stanley Cup in 2019? They had a tough start. And man. how they started. And it just it just seems like they're a team that we know we're good. We are better than we were last year. Everyone thinks we're going to, and they just aren't putting the work in. So I, I do think they're going to, like Connor McDavid said that on the weekend at the Heritage Classic, we just got to put the effort in and we're not, we can all give more. They just seem like a team that's going, this is going to be good this year and and forgot that you actually have to do it. 
at a high level. I do want to mention one more thing. Okay. Yeah, I said Nick Ehlers wasn't very good against Montreal, and he wasn't. I thought he was much better last night. I loved what Arneal had to say. Yep. Nobody's more hard on himself than Nick. I thought Nick was sensational last night. Nick doesn't sugarcoat his game. <laughs> just bring, ask uh, him. Bring, just ask him. I always tell the people in the analytic community, say he played 20 minutes in Montreal. It was All 20 of it wasn't good. <laughs> So he played more, and he was on the power play. It didn't work. Uh, But I thought he was really good last night, and that's why I always tell people who tweet me about Nick needs more of this. They need to play more. They need to go. All you have to do is ask Nick. He'll tell you. He's got to use his speed. He's got to hold on to the puck. But he was really good last night. When he does those two things, he is much more dynamic. Uh, Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche. Wonderful job uh, producing the show as always. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.